We are back here on the uh, Jersey Baseball Show. We're talking with Zach Stitchway. Zach is a senior at Don Bosco. He's headed to the University of Maryland and wanted to, uh, to come back and, and talk about this. Um, a couple weeks ago, I think you all know that, that Ryan Jefferson was a, a, a talented young baseball player out of Illinois. Um, he, he died a, a couple weeks ago, and I think his death really um, hit me harder than, than a lot of similar stories that I've read. Um, I know that that I responded in 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 such uh, on, on social media on our Instagram that you know just the importance of mental health, um, the importance of dealing with anxiety, um, finding constructive ways to do that, and and most importantly how we're all in it together, and how we've got to use things like this. We've got to uh, you know use each other's strength to lift ourselves up through through those times, and that we're not alone. And there's a lot of times that we think that, and, and it's really not true. And we are all in this together. And one of the things that came out of that was, was Zach um, reaching back out to me and, 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 you know, discussing why it was an important thing to him and, you know, was thrilled and, and appreciative that Zach was willing to come on today and talk a little bit about that. You know, that I value the, the fact that we've become connected through that and some of the stuff we've talked about here today but wanted to turn it over to, to you, Zach, for a little bit and just kind of, you know, tell about your story a little bit, you know, why this was a topic that, you know, related to you and kind of why we both shared the, the same feeling of let's get something out there to, to reach guys who, who maybe not aren't in the same position that we're in right now or, you know, kind of feeling it around the holidays and, you know, what we can do to, to help and, and make a difference. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me. Well, anxiety and depression, they tend to be pretty, pretty personal to me because I've suffered with them both for quite a few years. And the misconception is that you can cure it or you can fix it. And that's just not reality. You just have to work to find a certain method or really anything that can try to make it easier on you. I'm not really sure how to propose anything to anyone because everyone's got a different journey everyone's got a different cue that might work for them and you know it's uh it's really a scary thing because it impacts more people than you know um personally i started really experiencing it uh, my freshman year of high school i was drowning in schoolwork i realized i had a future with baseball but i didn't really have the ability to quite see what the future had in store for me because couldn't look into a crystal ball or anything. And I knew I was going to go to college for baseball. I knew that deep down. And then that started to feed anxiety into me. And that anxiety grew and grew. Oh, these kids are committing. Am I not good enough? And there's always that second guessing voice of doubt um, talking in the back of your head. And in addition to that, that fed, I think, mostly out of me having no true time to myself to find any sort of outlet. I was drowning in schoolwork. I was taking three AP courses and all on all high honors. And it was just a ridiculous load. I had no time to myself. I had no time to see friends. I had actually lost quite a few friends because I just simply didn't have the time to see any of them or even really communicate with them or reach out to them. And Um, My personal health suffered. My mental health suffered. I 
put a huge strain on the relationship between me and my parents. I was really never around. I didn't spend any time with them. I was always up here doing work in my few free hours, in addition to weightlifting, bullpens, and all that other stuff. And everything got to a point where it just became so overwhelming that it culminated into a depressive state that I was unable to get out of for quite a while. And, you know, it, it may still linger, but now it's more, it's starting to recede little by little, but it, the work you have to put in to get there and, and really the bonds you have to build with the people around you to let them know, Hey, I'm struggling. Hey, I'm having a really hard time lately. It, it sounds cliche, but reaching out to people is the biggest factor and even attempting to overcome it. Because without any without anybody to help you or guide you or offer advice or just even be a shoulder to lean on in tough times, you've got nothing. If we're alone in this world, you've got nothing. I'm a big believer when it comes to uh, family. I'm a big believer when it comes to strong friendships and connections like I've made with you through the subject. Very fortunate to have met you from it. And um, it's, uh, it's a really big topic for me because it led to honestly a fearing feeling of overwhelming I don't know what the right word for it is but I developed kind of a self-loathing I would wake up I would look in the mirror I didn't like who I saw I would be jealous of everybody around me I would always think they had it better and I think there's so many contributing factors in modern day that can lead to this especially in younger more easily impressionable people, uh, specifically my generation. Um, social media is a big factor. I think, especially in baseball, seeing these really, really early commits, it may have a lot of people wondering, why am I not getting college attention yet? Why am I not being looked at yet? Why has this coach not called me back or reached out to me? And it, uh, it's definitely overwhelming. Um, I think what it led into for me, truthfully, was it led me to get injured, it led my arm to get injured because I stopped really caring. I reached a state of almost apathy. I became numb to the world around me. I didn't let people in. I didn't try to build relationships. I didn't try to strengthen my existing relationships. And I, I paid the price for it. And it's something where I feel that anybody that is experiencing it just needs to understand that they're not alone in it, that there are plenty of people out there that are experiencing it, have experienced it, would be willing to help you, will be willing to help you grow and learn from it. And it's, it's just perpetuated, honestly, by social media where everything becomes a contest and people are getting their best images projected on the platforms and they're seeing maybe their friends that are getting more likes than them or their friends that have more followers than them or their friends that are going on vacation more or seeing their friends more and they're left in a state of why is my life not that good and that envy that's that's not a good thing and I, I really wish that that can hope to get eliminated and I, I really hope the talk around mental health as it has begun over the past couple of years begins to get destigmatized because I feel like, especially with the older generations, there's more of the slap on the back. Oh, you're good. Figure it out. 
mentality when that's really not the case. People need to be helped. People need to be loved. People need to be hugged. People need to just have connections with one another. And I think a big contributing factor, well, I know a big contributing factor um, for myself was not really having self-discipline. And I kind of did whatever I wanted. I, I'm not going to lie. I screwed around a lot. My freshman and sophomore years of high school, I was not necessarily the best person. I was just not a good guy. And I'm not, I'm not going to claim I, I am a good guy now because I still got a long way to go. It's a, it's a process. It's an arduous journey. We but, all have that, yeah. Yeah, we all got that. Um, but I looked to specifically food as a comfort. Um, and I kind of kind of reached a point where I, I gained 55 pounds after I committed to play baseball, and I was 245. I was chunky. I couldn't move. I couldn't do anything. I was depressed. I couldn't help my team. I couldn't do anything and I ended up getting my elbow injured. And that's when I realized it's time to go back to the drawing board. And I started really looking into ways to self-motivate and there's no easy fix. Developing motivation is not the right way to go. You have to develop discipline before you develop motivation. And the discipline comes from understanding that adversity is going to come in your life. Struggle is going to come in your life. There are days where you're not going to want to get out of bed. It's forcing yourself to, even if it's going through the motions, just getting it done and doing what you need to do. And whenever something goes wrong in my life, specifically the injury, I always come back to a particular video that's a favorite of mine on YouTube. It was uh, posted by Jocko Willink. It's called Good. And the message of that video is anytime anything goes wrong, anytime anything goes haywire, anytime something isn't going your way, take a step back, think good. This gives me more time to adjust, more time to learn, more time to grow, more time to adapt, and more time to get ready to go back at it and succeed. And I think that mentality really needs to be instilled in most people. <laughs> And then the other thing that was pretty key in me kind of starting the long crawl out of uh, depression and anxiety was rebuilding my bond with my parents. And I had probably a two, three hour conversation where I just broke down crying in front of them. I hit a point where I was at a wall and I just couldn't go any further and I needed help. and. I'm a fiercely independent person and it really takes a knock on me to admit that I need help. Um, but not anymore. That was, uh, letting go of the ego is a hard part of it. And I sought therapy. I was in therapy for about a year and it really helped me kind of get my head screwed on straight and get me to understand what direction I was going in with my life. And it's been going pretty well. I, I keep coming back in all these conversations and, and thank you for, for all of that. First of all, I mean, that's, that's a, 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 such a great message and lesson to get out to, to people that, um, you know, I, I've gone through stages myself. I, I, I screwed up a couple of years of college from, from anxiety. I, I, I've, you know, 
lost a career over it. Um, you know, it, it's the thing I keep coming back to, and I believe more and more as I get older. And and this is the this short hair is to get rid of the gray. Obviously, it's I'm, I'm old. <laughs> Um, is that, you know, we, we think that, or at least we kind of feel that when we're up close, that, that life is 90% what happens to us and 10% how we react to it. And it's really the opposite. Um, and, and, you know, when you see and you're bombarded by all these images, you know, you feel like every single thing that happens to you is catastrophic or, or the opposite, where it's the highest of highs. And it's really... You know, it's it's really kind of the other way around where it's just how you react to everything. Like you said, good, I've got time to, you know, reevaluate or I can make a change if, if things don't go the way I want it. it you know, it, it, it's it's really the it's really 90 percent of what your life is, is how you react to things. And, you know, and then the other thing is, is the discipline. I mean, I, I. You know, when everybody was putting on weight over COVID, I did the opposite and. I certainly wasn't motivated to go out and walk five or six miles every day. You know, I mean, I shouldn't say that while I had COVID, I was doing the same thing, but you know, you just, you just do it. You know, it, it's, it's the discipline of, but I, I think, and I, you tell me if I'm wrong here, cause this is just something I've started thinking about. You have the discipline when you have a vision. Right. Motivations yeah. come and go. I mean, if you don't have that vision of what I want to be, I don't want to be six foot 245. I'm, I'm, it's going to blow out my elbow. I'm not going to be able to do what I love. You know, I want to be this is what I want. My vision of me shoving at Maryland, winning the Big Ten. That gives you the discipline, I think. Right. It does. It's the end goal. It's. Waking up every morning and realizing I have to do this, 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 and this today if I want to reach that goal. And it's, there are definitely days where you don't want to do it. There yeah. are days where you don't want to go on that run. There are days where you don't feel like doing your mobility. There are days where you don't feel like going and absolutely destroying your legs with your trainer at the gym. There are days where maybe you don't feel like going outside in 25 degrees to play long toss to keep your arm in shape. But it's, realizing that there's an end goal in mind and that you have to get through this if you want to see that goal and it's yeah it's you've summed it up perfect yeah it's it so you also mentioned david goggins somebody who helped you through it goggins um, was the big key in the weight loss and i think it's the videos of getting screamed mother effer at you and uh <laughs> i've read his book can't hurt me and he's intense i'll put it that way he is very intense but if you are ever lacking that sort of discipline reading his life story seeing every single struggle that that man has overcome to be who he is it's eye-opening and you know as you said the motivation comes and goes it's having the discipline to force yourself when you don't want to that gets anything done. And, um, you know, the other thing, another big thing that I, I think was with the weight loss and helping me really be able to vision and narrow in on what I wanted to be. It was um, the Ted talk and the book extreme ownership by Jocko Willink as well, uh, where he talks about his time over in the Middle East 
where he was responsible for a couple casualties in a fratricide incident. And him letting go of his ego and being the leader of the platoon that he was sucking it up and admitting his fault and admitting where he went wrong and admitting that he's going to do this, 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 and this to ensure that it never happens again in the future. And that's a powerful message. Um, I think, uh, I know I was at a time and, you know, you watch like my 600 pound life or something and you realize that people are afraid to take ownership of their issues, their responsibilities. And, you know, they like, I know I personally did. And I know there are plenty of people out there that personally like to play the victim card and like to think everybody in the world's out to get them. But it's really not the case. Everybody in the world is out there to help you. And well, not everybody, but there's a lot. There's there's a lot of there are a lot of people out there. You are definitely not alone. You are you are definitely not alone. What's the we'll finish with this then? What's the uh, you know if you were to see you in ninth grade, and 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 the the where you were mentally, where where things were, what would what would you now in twelfth grade? And again, I'm not going to say that you've figured it all out, and I haven't. But, you know, we figured it some ways to, to, to feel good about ourselves and where we're going and, and what we believe in. What would you tell your ninth grade you? I wouldn't just tell it to ninth grade you. I would tell it to anybody who's struggling through the same thing. It gets better. It does get better. And while there may, it's not a linear growth, there are setbacks as in anything in life, but it gets better. It will always get better. And it really takes you to make that change happen. And it takes you reaching out to people and strengthening your relationships and having some form of support system. Absolutely. And, you know, um, I personally, in my journey, I wouldn't change a single thing. I'm thankful that I've dealt with that. I'm thankful that I've had this kind of passenger with me. And I'm thankful for the growth that it's instilled in me as a human being. Yeah, same. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I can't, can't thank you enough for your time today. And, and sometimes it's crazy. We haven't known each other that long from some of the stuff we're talking about here, but uh, you know, it's, it's who you are and uh, I appreciate it. Um, You know, you could, you could strike out 21 and win the state title. (laughs) 21 but maybe like 10 or 12 and and still not do anything as important as as you know some of the stuff we talked about today because uh you know that's the stuff that impacts other people absolutely you know i appreciate the time zach stitchway is our guest today jersey baseball show we thank you for watching and i look forward to catching you again